I know that we haven't talked to each other in a minute. Yes. It's been a little bit of time. There's literally so many things that happened in two weeks that I'm super excited to share that we just don't have time for. And I'm great that we can pepper it's them out. It's been three weeks. It's been three weeks since we had a cut. Co- I guess you're right. Yeah, because- if you missed two episodes, oh, dude. that's three weeks. Dude, I can't even do math. It's been three weeks. Um, I, I guess it's been yeah. enough time to, to fill up my stories coffer um, and, and just watch the world literally change on its access and then also watch a Dota patch. But I I did something... I had something today. I had something yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah, I you've had a very long day. Dude, I've had a very long day. For anyone who wants to know the behind the scenes, we're recording this late at night, which Cap was gracious enough to stay up for after I worked all day. Why am I working all day in person in Los Angeles when the pandemic here is literally the worst place in the world slash worse than it's ever been in LA? That's a question for myself that I don't have an answer to, but mm. I was on set today filming something that I absolutely cannot talk about, and uh, I I played... But it looks very cool. Thank you. It looks very cool. I, I was in a cool wardrobe, and I had to put on a... Uh, I had to put on a morph suit. You, you familiar with morph suits? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's not, um, a morph suit's basically like, you know, one of those... Um, full body skins where you it's zip the green up and, screen man. Yeah, when somebody when somebody's wearing what looks like a a human suit of a green screen, I think people are familiar with that because YouTubers no do eyes funny with that no eyes no face. It's just like it's like a full wrapping for your entire body that's like really skin tight and spandexy. Um, I I had I had to wear one of those. Um, and. What it does is it zips up the back, all your back, up the back of your head, and the zipper stops like about in the crown of your head. And um, I'm still doing, I'm still doing the uh, the not cutting my hair thing. We're at, <laughs> we're at a year, we're at a year. Wow! So yeah, I, I think it actually might be a year to the day right now. So that's that's new and exciting. And um, I was having a problem zipping up the morph suit because of the hair situation. Um, so I went over to the makeup lady to ask to like help get it pulled back. And for the first time in my entire life, I have a ponytail. It's really small. Wow. Today, that. today I lost my ponytail virginity. Wow. You never had long hair before? No, no. This is the longest it's ever been. Wow. And um, so we zipped the morph suit up and then the zipper went right off the track. <laughs> Were you stuck in a morph suit? And the thing is that we only had one. When you do a production and you have a big enough budget, generally you want duplicates of some stuff that like could be mission critical because you don't want to spend the middle of the day trying to like go fight. Like it just ruins stuff, right? And so I was in this morph suit that can now not be unzipped. So I spent two hours directing inside of the morph suit so that it would still fit properly for all the stunts that are all the little bits that I had to do. <laughs> so, and on top of the morph suit, so you were both directing the show and being in the show all while being in a morph suit. Yeah. For two hours. <laughs> which, which sounds, you know, saying that out loud sounds pretty on brand for me. Um, 
and over the morph suit, I was supposed to be a uh, like like a like a business person. And how many how many suits do you own, Cap? Uh, five. Well, actually, more than that. But uh, I got a bunch of cheap shoots, <sighs> cheap suits in China at the recommendation of Kyle, um, which was not a good idea. Shouldn't have listened to Kyle, but uh, you know, whatever. That's um, a story for another time. <laughs> I feel like you can probably, uh, we can probably spend a whole night, not like an hour on the show, but literally a whole night talking about stories of you not listening to Kyle or bad advice, but or or, or times I should have not listened to Kyle. Yes, <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, I own two suits, one of okay. which was from prom. Which is now 10 years ago. And the second, that suit is like tradition. It's like, it's like black and, you know, two buttons and like pants, right? The other suit, I don't know if I've ever shared a picture of, of it with you. Um, it's, in, it's an entire floral suit. It's sick. Wow. I really like it. I wore it to a, a, like, like, a, like a kind of an offbeat wedding. It was great. It's not a normal suit to wear any day really so my options for playing this character were to put on my suit from prom which i haven't tried mm. in a minute and <laughs> i knew going into today that i think the jacket was gonna be okay the pants i was it's always the pants it's, i was really worried about it's always it the pants. and i don't know um I don't know what it was like when I had to wear these at prom. I don't have that vivid of a memory. But today, I went to put on those pants, and they buttoned just fine. And I felt wow. great about it. I'm well yelling. Done. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I felt well great. You know, they were they were a little tight. They they were a little mm-hmm. tight. They were snug. But I wasn't ripping anything. They They were just like... At maximum wearable size. You know, in the military, they um, they fit you for all of your uniform stuff. But the important stuff is your... Because uh, camis are naturally... They, they've got a lot of, of give. Those are, those are totally fine. Easy to replace, too. But the tailored stuff is your uh, dress dress uniforms. And the Marine Corps, uh, I think all, all branches, have two different kinds of, of dress uniforms. And it's so unfair because it's the time whenever you put on your dress uniform, it's some special occasion with a bunch of fucking, you know, colonels and captains, maybe a general's there or something. Like, you got to look really nice and everyone's, mm-hmm. like, really anal and shit about looking good and, <laughs> and, and everyone's being an asshole to each other about looking good. And, uh, and it's so unfair because they, 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 um, they measure you for that stuff when at, you're at your fucking peak physical. And, and I'm talking like peak physical when it comes to like body fat percentage, you know, when you've lost the most amount of fat on your body and you're as cut as humanly possible, that's when they measure you for it. So everybody, close to everybody close to everybody has to go through these constant alterations of their dress uniforms because they're getting older and because because they're not being as physically active as they used to it's it's such an asshole move it's such an asshole move <laughs> so if you went into your closet right now your worst fitting suit's probably your military garb 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I was down to 155, 160 pounds, um, when I was in the military, I don't know how, how skinny I ever got. Um, I never weighed myself all the way back then when I was like in boot camp, but, uh, I know several times throughout my military career that I was around 160 when I was, I was pretty in shape. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's such an asshole move and it's always the fucking pants. It's always the fucking pants. You you can't put your hands in your pockets because the, the things are too tight. It's like fucking wrapped real tight around your thighs. You're like, oh, my God, there's so, there must be so much fat on my thighs because this is so tight. <laughs> it's terrible. I did anyway. um last year uh, in, in, in a pre-COVID world, uh, I, I did one of those body scans. You know, where you like, okay. I think they're called like a, like a DEXA scan where you lay down and it's almost like a printer goes over you and it scans you for like all of your fat content and bone density. And like, it really sees like where the muscle is and where the fat is on your body. And mm. I have that picture of myself in that digital printout just like by my scale. Cause I look at it and I'm like, yep, <laughs> should work harder, Joey. I think I, I I think being able to wear ten year old pants was a good confidence boost. I'm pretty sure they had to have been loose fitting back then. I bet they were probably about two sizes too big, and I was wearing a belt. If I if I had to guess, or maybe not. I think that I went through a phase of like, I wish that I cared more about my physical appearance in like the end of high school. I really do. Because I think that like I could have looked better then, but I just didn't care. And then I went to like a like an arc of being pretty happy, and now I'm on the downward trend. And it's just like the sign with them trying to get back up with. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was so happy I fit in those pants. I was so fucking stoked today I fit in those pants. Yeah, all that biking is uh, doing work. Yeah, it is. But the scale numbers are. I also um, Chris. Christmas gift. I, I I got a Christmas gift for for myself. I, I got I got bigger dumbbells. Oh. And I'm and I'm and I'm up to uh, I'm up to fifties now. Wow. Um, and I'm pretty happy with my arms. I just gotta yeah. figure out how to, how to fix the rest of it. Okay. So talking about fashion, talking about what we're wearing. What unholy fucking shirt are you wearing? Oh, you can barely see. Hold on, let me let me. But stand. I could tell those are e boats. I could tell it's the sound. I could tell. Oh my god! <laughs> why? Why do you have that shirt? Why? You want to describe it for people? It is an unholy fucking shirt where you've got the, the fucking OK symbol and a bunch of 100s. Basically everything that people spam post on fucking text messages, the eye googly things, the fucking check mark. It's, it's all over this. It's, it's a white shirt and it's just fucking the entire shirt is just plastered with those. Um, it's actually in the exact same pattern as the that's good shit mate shit post. <laughs> you, you, you know that string really? of text people go, ah, oh, that that's some mm, dang that's good, good stuff. Shit right there. Yep. It, it, it's actually in the exact mm -hmm. same order. It's like, okay, eyes, okay, eyes, check mark, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> so so the shirt so is actually just really the giant shit post. <laughs> At first I thought it was like I was like, is this some sort of like hipster, you know, like 
wear dumb thing, you know, as as a fashion thing or whatever. Now I now it's an obscure meme thing. <laughs> yeah, it's an obscure meme thing. And then also, um how much did you pay for that shirt? Well, this is custom. <laughs> I know. I figured it out. No, nobody's making that shit and being like, we're going to sell a lot of this. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to explain that. You're right. It makes a lot of sense that it is custom. Um, I want to say... Um, I want to say $28 with shipping. Okay. That's $28 isn't the, the, the worst amount I've heard for <laughs> why. Okay. So I know I have need, I need to know your motivation because I can't even put like, I know the mm-hmm, good shit. Mm, yep. Good shit. 100. Like I know that meme. And I couldn't place that. <laughs> what, was the, what was your motivation? What was the thought process of making this shirt? Um, I wanted to uh, have a really obnoxious shirt with emojis on it uh-huh. for no particular reason. I think actually... <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> Um, you know, Joey, you, you came in today. I wore my suit from prom. I feel pretty good about myself. And then you came into a conversation with me. <laughs> oh, man. I um, Just I think your self-esteem real hard. I got this yeah, shirt. Go I got this shirt printed at the same time. I got, I got a couple shirts printed for TI when I went one year uh, because I thought they would be funny. And this one wasn't Dota specific. It was just included in the order. <laughs> yeah. What were your Dota meme shirts? Have I? Okay, hold on. Hold on. I, I got. I got this okay. printed. I got. I'm, I'm gonna, Joey's I'm gonna go. Away. Joey's walking away, and he's gonna go get his shirts after I've just blasted him for that shirt he was wearing. Uh, I mean, it got twenty eight dollars worth of laughs out of me. You know, I've I've gone to I've gone to stand up comedy shows that I haven't laughed that hard. So, and I definitely paid more than twenty eight dollars. So, so so we got this one, <laughs> okay, which is just a giant, like almost. I think I think I, I think I've seen that one. So I probably saw you in that one at a TI at some point. Yeah, almost certainly because that's terrifying. One of these exists. You know what's funny is is that you and I look at that and see it as a meme. You being the necrophos guy, farming ancients, things like that. Uh, but everybody else who's not very specifically Dota related looks at that and thinks it's one of those like weird, you know, like the weird horror shirts. Like I I, I don't I don't really yeah, understand. It, it, it's a, almost like a idea, like a weird but... death metal body horror wolf t-shirt. This yeah. feels like it could be like one of those wolf t-shirts. Yeah, that's um, what other people see it as. I seldom wear this in public. I bet. 
<laughs> that being said, I wore this. I wore the shirt with the emojis on it to work today. I directed <laughs> an entire like twelve thousand dollar video shoot in this shirt today. Did did anybody? Did, no. Did, did you ever like? No one's hey, we like. Move, what the we fuck? should move the no. shot over here, and, and nobody went like, mm-hmm, "That's good shit right there." <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody did that. I. I'm very disappointed. I think the people that I work with just. I think I, I think I've done a good job conditioning the people around me that mm-hmm. doing stuff like this is just acceptable behavior and stuff that I do, mm-hmm. so that no one has no one has questions about it. They're just like, "Well, that's just Joey being fucking weird," which I love that I have the freedom to do. But I think I so have if to you showed up in that there. floral suit, then nobody would have questioned it. They just oh, would have yeah. been like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna send you a picture of the floral suit." I'll I'll, I'll post. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see that. I'll I'll post a picture of the floral suit, and, I'll, and I'll, maybe I'll even put it as the thumbnail for the podcast if I if I feel spicy. You've definitely I think you've seen this shirt. <laughs> S four, yeah, yeah, that's a good shirt. That's a good shirt. This is why I had to get oh, the God. custom shirts made because I wanted because yeah. I wanted to have this. I, I think <laughs> I, I have a picture with S four wearing this shirt, and I was very happy about that. <laughs> that's a that's a worthy purchase right there good times so man you, um, so you did those two and then did the mm-hmm, good shit yep here i am man what can i say what can i say <laughs> just i'm just a, I'm just a oh wait, wait wait you specifically pointed out the necrophos one you don't wear very often in public do you wear the s4 <laughs> one in public i would in any setting that is mildly Dota related. If I go to anything that would be a Dota thing, I would a thousand percent wear the S4 shirt. I have worn the S shirt for wow. Say that ten times fast. I've worn that yeah. while biking before. Okay. Um turn some heads. <laughs> you just really... see a blur of laughing faces. <laughs> really turn some heads. Um Yeah, I I also you know you're I don't go out too often in that shirt. You know, you're talking about it. I, I think I, I set myself up in my career the opposite, where I dressed up so much to events that any time I didn't dress up to that level, people like there would always be like one person that would comment about it, you know. If you're like, oh wow, I mean does, does Cap care anymore? Yeah, like, His suit's only two pieces. To... Where's the vest? There's no pocket you're square. Rolling up your sleeves now? Like what's going on? <laughs> Man, it's it's a uh, god. I can't do. There is th- there's like there's like so much. It's 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 been a couple of weeks. It's nice to talk to you. I'm sure people are some people are excited to uh you know have some normalcy back in their lives, especially right now. Uh, we can do t- twenty minutes talking about t-shirts, which is probably a good sign. I just yeah. wanna. I dude, your hair looked so good before you cut it. <laughs> That photo you took with Ellie on, like, New Year's, I'm like, damn, Cap looks great. And I saw a tweet, like, a day later, like, shaved my head again. And I'm like, no! <laughs> you know, I was playing Mafia in, in that group. And I show up, and, you know, I'm bold. And uh, and Yul Larson, who's a Magic the Gathering pro. Champion. Yeah, That champion. guy's a fucking Champion. He was going to be a champion, an artifact too, but uh, say la be. Anyway, Yol Larson, he's just, what happened to your hair? Why did you do that? <laughs> he's Swedish too, which I think is like acceptable to be like weird and blunt like that. 
Yeah. It's, you know, so it's very similar to, to me Joe, going to Joey. Why are you wearing that shirt? <laughs> it's very similar. Why did you cut off your hair? What, like, what, what is wrong with you? Because I wanted to. That's why. That's why, Yol. Because we have control. Because I didn't want to get COVID and die. That's why. <laughs> Too mad. It's okay it's... with you? <laughs> I actually did that to a stream viewer. <laughs> Somebody made like a particularly like questionable comment about like why I'm bald or, or something. And I was just like <laughs> I was just like, well, I didn't want to get I didn't want to go to the barber and risk getting COVID and potentially die. I hope that's okay with you. I hope it's okay with you that I chose not to try and die this year. <laughs> Dude, uh it, it's so wild, uh in Los Angeles right now that, that I had actually had two different people who listen to side poll who sent me Twitter DMS. Who's like, I heard it's really bad in Los Angeles. I hope you're staying safe, bro. I'm getting the fuck out of here. That's why I'm leaving. <laughs> not, not for work, not I'm for anything else, not for the DPC. You're just like, dude, COVID. Hey, hey Ellie, can you take care of the cat? <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be able. I want to be able to like go outside with a mask, see other people wearing a mask, and think it's purely a precaution, and not actually necessity. Dude. That like every one in four people that I see on the street actually has COVID or something, you know? Yeah, the the positivity rate for people getting positive tests was like twenty five percent or something. Well, I'm about to go get my test in two days. So you can go. I have your, to uh, have airplane? one. Yeah, I can't uh, get into Sweden without a without a test. I have so, to have a, so what's your I have situation? To have a letter. So I'm pretty sure they're giving me. So if you look at the Swedish visa, uh, or not visa, but like COVID regulations, um, there is a, an exemption for um, sports activities and the people who are critical for them, or something like that. I think that's what they're getting me in under. Um, all I know is I have like a letter that I'm supposed to show people and, uh, and then like, I also have to get the COVID test. So I know I'm American. I have a letter. I have a letter. This Please. letter means that I'm not going to get you sick. And if, if that doesn't work, then I will just ask for like asylum, you know? Like humanitarian, please let me in for humanitarian reasons. Have you, You're going to send me back to Los Angeles. You know you, what kind of debt trap that is. Have you turned on the news? I'm trying to leave America. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. If, if, if you're leaving the country as a white guy with a shaved head right now, people might be like, where's he coming from? I think I saw you at the Capitol. <laughs> Were you? That was that was the best. I, I don't know if you uh, there was an inside the NBA clip. Uh, or, or Ernie Ernie Johnson, the uh, the very beloved um, older white host EJ of in, inside the NBA. Uh, he was he was gone for a show, and, and they they made some sort of comment about him being gone or whatever. And Jack's like, "You don't have to hide it, Ernie. <laughs> we saw you at the Capitol, Ernie." <laughs> Because he's an old white male, so chances are 
<laughs> oh man, we're laughing about our country burning. Um, so bad, in Los Angeles. So, so are you? When, when do you go to Sweden? Have people talked about like what's going on in EU Dota from the talent perspective, or is that just? Um, in like three days, I'm leaving. Um, yeah, it's gonna be whole group. Uh, BSJ and Moxie and Fogged. I think are all the other people from America that are going as well. Um, and then there will be Owen, Sheber. Um, who else is going to be there? Somebody else. They're, they're listening right now back. and they're like, yeah, they're, uh. Pur- Pur- Purge is doing um, stuff from remote, I think. So he, he doesn't actually have to go anywhere. Lucky him. So, yeah. And then that's, that's what, eight weeks, two months? You're... Uh, that'll be five weeks. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. They, yeah. it's, it's a, f- how long is the season? Are, are you there just like pretty much yeah, from start I'm, to I'm stop pretty, and you come back home or? I'm pretty much there. The season's pretty much five weeks. Um, I'm not there for exactly all of it. Uh, in fact, I think they might be cutting me short. I know I'm working less days than some other people. So my, I might not actually be working the finals or something. Um, or yeah, I think I'm maybe I'm just not working some of the later days. Um, so I might actually end up be coming home earlier than other people. But yeah, I'll be there for pretty much the entire um, season. And then we have like a month off um, before the major happens, which I've heard absolutely nothing about the major. So that'll be interesting to see because that's obviously toss up as to whether or not that actually happens. Uh, I'm assuming they set this up thinking that they could pull it off so yeah i think it just won't be in america (laughs) yes definitely won't be in america and it'll probably be hard to get americans in wherever it is more likely that it's in maybe a cis country or i don't know how southeast asia is handling because i i had an easier time getting into kiev for example than i did sweden or i will for sweden so, I don't know. Obviously, the uh, the more regulations, for me anyway, the better. I don't mind getting COVID tests and having a special letter or whatever. I don't want to go to a major and have some, listen, Dota players. The best thing about them is they're going to be inside all day. So, I don't have to worry <laughs> too much about that. But, you know. So, so what's your... um? three day prior to leaving checklist like aside from like okay, i got a COVID test i shaved my head don't gotta worry about that like it's just like okay all the suits fit is it uh like being gone for five weeks is like a, like i mean i guess you did it for kiev semi recently too but yeah and like in some ways i have to worry about less because it's such a long time that i'm gone that like I don't have to worry about like toiletries so much because I'm not bringing toiletries for five weeks. You know, they're, they're taking care of us in that regard. Like I will bring toiletries. I'm going to bring my toothpaste and stuff like that. I'm going to bring my own toothbrush, but they're obviously going to already have that stuff for me as well. And if I need anything, I can just, I can just ask. So when you travel like that, um, do you bring your own deodorant or do you just invest in deodorant in a company in a country okay i always bring my own deodorant because i have i have a a smell um 
Most people, I think, have deodorant because they have a smell, to be fair. But... Because I have body odor. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I have a brand and scent of that brand that uh, I think works very well with my own natural body odor. So I'll be using that for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, uh... I, I, have... I find something that works, I just stick with it. Maybe it's food. You know, find a food that I like. I'll just keep repeating that. Toothpaste, deodorant, whatever it is, I'll just keep repeating that. I think a lot of people do that. I mean, that's, I mean, in the big picture, you think like, oh, people are Coke or Pepsi or like Colgate or Crest or, you know, like people have a lot of brand loyalty like that. I have an inverse problem with the deodorant where it's not like there's one specific one where I'm like, this is, this is it. Like I'm shipping myself for life with this. I actually just need to avoid a certain suite of deodorant sense. Because mm. I think that I think that most deodorant smells horrible. Like mm. horrible. And I mind you, I'm also the kind of person who like is really picky about candles and and doesn't like a lot of candles and doesn't really want to burn candles. I generally don't like it when people wear much if any perfume or cologne. I think I I think I just don't like scents is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, you pretty much went down the list of like things that are supposed to smell good and they like specifically craft them to smell good to a wide variety of people and said, "I don't like those things." <laughs> yeah, and Dude, like most I if you if you took me to a CVS and you're like, hey, Joey, smell all these 30 men's deodorants, I would probably tell you that 20 of them are insufferable. Uh-huh. So okay. I either well, if the next time you're at a CVS, try, uh, I believe the brand is speed stick. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's brand. And the the scent is musk. Let me just say it works really well with my own natural body odor and uh, makes me – it elevates each other. If, <laughs> if I dare say that, it actually mingles together and, and works very well. I think that's, okay. a, that's a strategy that people don't even talk about or think about because I think most people going into yes, deodorant – It's not about the – it's not about the smell purely by itself. It's about how it smells with you when you start sweating. It's the same with cologne. Also do that with cologne. Interesting. Nice. I, I, I spent a long time on, uh, on, on, I spent most of my life on unscented deodorant just because it really gets rid of the problem of the smell by being unscented, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, by design. Uh, and then, and then I, I probably a couple years back, there are a few old spice scents that aren't, classic men's deodorant and when i buy travel deodorant i swear they only make travel deodorant and like shitty smelly flavors flavors um i i'll oftentimes buy like women's travel deodorant because i think like the smell of like a women's powder deodorant is either goes away quicker or is less noticeable or is more like okay than buying like degree or whatever else is standard Mm. I'm convinced I'm not alone in this. Someone's gonna hit me up and be like, "I agree with you." No, I've worn I'm I'm worn uh, women's deodorant a handful of time. It does smell very good. It works very well. I concur with you. Um, 
Dude, that's, that's exciting. You're going you're gonna to go hang out in, in, in Sweden, which is just probably yes. an objectively better place. You get to work. You get to watch I, Dota. Yes, I get to work. I haven't worked since September or something, basically. Uh, besides these four honor events, uh, that's really the only thing. I just did another one of those. I did another four honor event uh, just like two or three days ago, and I'm going to do another one there in Sweden in like five days' time. Or something i have to bring a bunch of equipment with me i've already qu- requested the day off actually i think it's more like 12 days i think it's 12 days from now but yeah i've already requested that day off i'm bringing a bunch of equipment with me it's gonna be pain in the ass but i already agreed to do it so Whatever. have have you seen yourself improving on the forerunner stuff it's hard to say. I've only done two shows. Okay. Also, those shows are exhausting. They're, uh, I mean, I only had to work half a day this time around, and it was still exhausting. It's just four hours of go, 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 nonstop. And, it's, and casting the game is stressful for me because, you know, I'm already struggling just to, like, I'm not so good of a play-by-play uh, commentator that I effortlessly come up with, good descriptive words or, you know, whatever. And as can be seen, (laughs) you know, that's a great unintentional example. (laughs) Whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) But then on top of that, I'm also trying to like, um, I'm actually trying to break down the game. Like I'm trying to break down what I'm seeing and translate that into language and translate it into the appropriate terms. And it's, it's all fucking hard. I don't know. Why Why do people cast Dota that aren't, like, really good at it? Like, honestly, I, I would just find it super stressful. <laughs> like, I can cast... Like, I, I guess the, ca- yeah, the caveat is that you're good I've at it. Over, so I've you get it. Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe if you don't play it very often, let's say. Not, not, not being good at it. But just being able to, like, have a bunch of hours experiencing what spells look like and their names, you know? Like, if that wasn't second nature for me then i would find casting way more stressful i don't know why people would do that to themselves but, um yeah i i mean i haven't even considered even trying to do that as someone who can kind of speak ad nauseum like the idea of sitting down and like hey joe you want to cast a dota game that sounds not fun maybe because i know that it would be bad Maybe because I'm self-aware enough to know that it would just be objectively bad that I wouldn't even want to wage an effort. But I I wonder what... I've never really thought much about what gets people motivated to even try in the first place. You know? Being in a spotlight, having attention, getting fame... I can tell you that's some of people's motivation. I guess with anything that's on camera, that's true. Fortunately, those people burn out pretty quickly. Because, like, naturally, there's just better ways to get that kind of attention. Casting a game like Dota is not the best way to go around and get it. So, What if I did a Dota OnlyFans? Mm. Maybe. What, you just dressed up as as various characters and cosplayed and gave us the triple x cosplay 
percent. I wonder if there's enough of a market. Because I'm not saying that I'm going to do like any cross dressing. I, I think that's rude and disingenuous. It's I'm talking about a straight Dota 2 smut. queer IRL Dota two OnlyFans. I guess I guess okay. it's ambiguous because if it's just me, that's that's whatever. Doesn't necessarily make it gay. Uh, maybe then like you bridge out into like related communities. Like uh, I'm gonna do a. Uh, a, a, a furry Dota OnlyFans, and I'm gonna get so fucking famous, I'll never have to cast a day in my life. Yeah, Valve will keep you, um, keep you going with plenty of content. They just released Hoodwink, <laughs> and, the, and the next character is some sort of mind control character. You know that? I mean, that already has elements of BDSM in it, so. <laughs> Have you been uh, have you been grinding ideas. games in preparation or, or? Oh, I thought you were going to ask if I was grinding something else. Uh, Dota, um, yeah. Um, have I been grinding Dota? A bit, a bit. Um, not a super large amount. Been trying to do some various voice acting stuff. Um, I did another um, another of the same gig that I got last time. Um, they redid all the dialogue or something for the characters, so I went in and did that. I actually did that just a couple hours ago. Oh, shit. God, that's a pain in the ass, actually. <laughs> they wanted you to come in and do that at, like, late night? Yeah, 6 to 7 p.m. Huh. That was the uh, schedule. Again, probably because it's not 9 to 5 times, so the studio's cheaper. <laughs> Buy it, I guess. Yeah, almost and same same setup as last time. I had a director, I had an engineer, and then they had the connection to uh, the Chinese studio. Had like three people on the line. Uh, but let me just say, like I, I thought maybe it was just the adrenaline of doing it the first time. It's actually fucking. I said I wanted to, you know, like video games are pretty hype. <laughs> fucking <laughs> doing mobile fucking games. It's just like. It's nonstop. Like, I, I, it, it's um, it's okay. Give me three different takes of this one line, and it's a standard fucking. You know, it's a it's a fucking mobile game. You Come know, and get not it. A whole lot of there's not a whole lot of story or in depth to this. You know, so it's just like I don't even know how this line is like near meaningless, and I don't even know how to say that line three different ways. I'll give it a shot though. You know, and <laughs> can I get uh, context? <laughs> like, and then we're just go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one. I was just like, by the end, I was fuck, I was exhausted. It was like forty five minutes. I was just like, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> Need some water? <laughs> yeah, seriously, I mean, it, it's fun. Um, as long as you can laugh at yourself, I think it's it's fun because you know they. Um, so, for example, there is. Um, Maybe I have the paper. Hold on. I'm going to go see if I have the paper with okay. me. Now he's walking away. I know that I did this earlier and we weren't, you know. It's a good bookend. Uh, if I can explain uh, Cap's background right now, I would say that that tennis ball is still on his printer. What? Even... Are you talking about... <laughs> Are you talking about uh, Half-Life Alex? What? No, 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 no. I'm... <laughs> Still on his printer. I can die. I know you are. <laughs> I'm uh 
I'm almost certainly going to talk to Ellie and pick that up while you're gone, by the way. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, even better, I have it on my my phone. So the the death line. This character dies. Need a death line. The death line is the glory of peace never dies. So first of all, they've already chosen a higher pitch than, you know, I was really, you know, it was that just you're like, comfortable I, did, with, right? I, I did that take and I was just like, you know, it's completely different from the other one. And sometimes that works. You know, people, sometimes people like just hearing something that's different. Mm-hmm. So I'm already doing that. The glory of peace never dies. Okay. So I say that line three different times. Maybe the the director, Asher, she's like, okay, we didn't quite like, she'll give me an idea of how to say it differently or something. And then they had a variation of that, which is the glory of peace. Now, these are, these are death lines. So I say that first line three different times, maybe six, just depends. I say that second line, the glory of peace, just by itself, three times, maybe six. That's the clean version. <laughs> then I go back, the glory of peace never dies this time with death sounds and you know what death sounds are it's just it's a combination of really what it is it's a combination of you're having a really hard time taking a shit and you're about to come it's those noises just bounce back and forth. You, you know? know, that makes it's, sense because <laughs> it's, it's just those. So then I say those lines three or six times with death noises added in. And then I say the, the shortened line, the glory of peace by itself with death noises three or six different times. <laughs> and it's just, we were just going, just go, go, go. <laughs> Dude, the difference between my I, like, death I don't noise, have enough creativity in my body to do this. The difference between your death noise and my death noise is so night and day. And also, I love the idea that, you know, don't don't people like poop when they die? And also isn't like yeah. they're like some like brain ecstasy when you die. So it is like pooping and coming. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. The sounds are that's that's why they make those sounds. Man, I'm gonna like I, I'm I'm gonna be on set tomorrow, and I'm gonna just be like having a conversation with someone. I'll be like, you know how you make death sounds? <laughs> I'm gonna repeat that conversation verbatim, and um, hopefully no one contacts HR. Man, that's that's really good. I'm, I, you know what's embarrassing is that I'm gonna go take a shower after this, and I'm probably gonna try and go make death noises in the shower. <laughs> Your roommate's gonna be like, "God damn it, Joey's jerking off in the shower again." Or he's shitting himself in the shower. Either one. Not happy. <laughs> Not happy at all. Oh man. You know, I um I, I asked you if you were playing a bunch of Dota because I uh in in in, in our in our last couple of weeks where we weren't doing something anything recording. I don't know why it took me so hard to say that. I uh I actually sat down and I probably played maybe about like fifteen to twenty games. Over the course of those three weeks, um, okay. to like really, you know, see what's up with Hoodwinked and like try out the patch and, you know, play for funsies with some Aghanim shards, and um, 
this is probably you know old hat or even old news at this point but i think our initial analysis of i don't know how much stuff really changed felt accurate in a lot of my games i think that i think that stuff felt pretty much the same as i wanted to before with the odd exception of having to learn what people's aghanim shards did and how they fucked me over or why i never want to build one of them on whatever hero i'm playing and that was like the fun little wrinkle that was added and everything Mm -hmm. else felt uh pretty pretty just okay i had i picked i i normally i read patch notes pretty thoroughly Sometimes I find it hard to retain all the information about um, certain heroes before mm-hmm. I play them. And um, somehow I just whiffed on the change to Lifestealer. And I expected to get into a Lifestealer game and play like a normal, like, man, this is going to be a good, like, this is a good Lifestealer pick. And then I'm like, wait, I can't slow anyone. And then someone on my team's like, yeah, that's your egg shard now. And I'm like, Fuck, I have to pay $1,400 for that? Yeah. And that's when my yeah, experience with Dota. The paywall. Yeah, they fucking shady. paywalled. Has anyone been making those memes? They paywalled my fucking abilities. They gave me some dumbass passive. Yeah, somebody go somebody go make that meme. Just takes a little, little bit of paint finesse and you got it. It's uh, at least 200 upvotes on Reddit quite easily. I'll give you another idea listeners at home and and you joey mm-hmm. uh the hot new shit crafted by the one and only here omni knight carry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's real it's is that real. because uh is it's that become real deal my friend is is that because divine his divine passive is super awesome because i like giving people those little white trails behind them no, it's because one of the rare times that somebody has a shard that actually changes his hero. So his shard is called Hammer of Purity. Once every eight seconds for like 30 mana, I think, you uh, you hit somebody for 150% of your base damage plus an extra 50 damage. And it's pure. So you basically hit somebody for twice the amount of your normal damage. It's pure damage on top of that. And then you heal for half of that amount. Wow. That sounds good. Yeah. So it is so pretty much here's what white you do. damage, you, not green um, damage. Yes. White damage, not green damage. It, it you build. Uh, here's my build. I have experimented with it like three times so far. So. I'm not totally set on what the build is supposed to be, but here's what I've eliminated so far. Uh, Phase boots feel really good. You could go Guardian Greaves, but Phase boots feel really good. Uh, I think SNY or a little bit of Wrinkle. Try this one out. Sanjin Kaya. Yeah. Don't think about that often too much, but Kaya amplifies the amount of damage that Hammer of Purity does. And on top of that, Hammer of Purity is pure damage. So any percentage increase on that on those kind of spells feels really good. Not quite the same amount of movement speed, but it's okay. You've got your D-Gen aura and phase boots active to get on top of people. You just repel yourself or whatever that heavenly grace yourself, and you run at people and you just you just punch them over and over again. 
tried um what did I go after that? I I tried um rushing a heart. That felt very good. I tried overwhelming blink. That felt very good. That felt very good. Um That makes them really slow. I do. Scotty, obviously Scotty slows them a shit ton. Pretty much any item that's going to give you strength stats will increase the hammer purity damage because that in turn affects your base damage. And here's what's even better, Joey. I was trying this before the patch, the B patch that came out. While I was doing that, I'm not saying Ice Frog walks my stream, but while I was doing that, I said, you know what's a real damn shame? It's that at level 15, I have this big damage talent. It's like plus 80 damage. But it doesn't affect my hammer of purity one bit because it's not base damage. Well, guess what happened with a B patch? Rolls around, Ice Frog makes it. It's now a level 10 talent that gets you, I think, 40 base damage, 40 base damage. So it means you do less damage overall at level 15. You do less damage every right click, but you do more damage with Hammer of Purity. And when you include things like Kaya, it really begins stacking up. It's fucking sick. I had so much fun doing it. Because what do people do? You're just a heavenly graced Omni Knight running people, punching them. And you're healing the entire time, so it feels like very awkward to turn and hit you back. <laughs> I'm going to try it. It's so, fun. Try it. it's so fun on top of that you want another idea this one more of a meme not really a thing i think omni night carry might actually be some sort of real thing but you want to have some fun winter wyvern or winter wyvern as my favorite uh croatian analyst says pick that up Instead of going the old Winter Wyvern core builds, which uh, you exclusive aficionados of Ice 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 or my stream would know with offlane Winter Wyvern building into an Orchid and blowing people up that way. Instead, go mid or offlane. And what you build, that new the newfangled items, Falcon's Blade, which just got buffed as well. Falcon's Blade, you can build one or two of them. Build a Witch's Blade and an Aghanim Scepter. Less burst damage, but more sustained damage. That also feels really good. Try those out, kids. Try those builds out at home. They feel fantastic. I've been experimenting with a whole bunch of intelligence cores and building Witch's Blade. Uh, and some of them feel really nice, like Silencer, Winter Wyvern, and Puck. So. I'm going to try the Omni Knight thing because it sounds right up my alley. <clears throat> I, I, you know, I was thinking it would be right up your alley. He like Chaos Knight. Great segue. Mm -hmm. Chaos Knight uh, has officially entered the territory where the cooldown on uh, Phantasm is too low. <laughs> You're saying that? Yep, the hero's too good. Ow. The hero's too good. Hero's too good. The hero's too good. Wow. I I played like five Chaos Knight games, and they were all stomps. And they weren't even all draft wins. They weren't even all draft wins. Some of them were draft wins. I played five games. They were all stomps. And I know that if I get into a pool where I have a good Chaos Knight game, that I might I I have I have like that Blitz Storm Spirit conundrum where I have like a hero or my MMR is just objectively substantially higher on that one hero. Um, mm -hmm. which is, which is CK. Um, 
but they 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 were stomps and they were stomps because I felt like I had phantasm every 30 seconds and I just yeah. killed people I just turned fights all the time I I I I don't know if he will see the proper amount of competitive play because the hero will always have problems just because it's chaos knight and also a good team can deal with illusions from phantasm but I think that he's really close to being a problem in pubs. No, I think um, I would agree with that. My like, experience with Chaos Knight over the last, like last patch and this patch, he's been um, he's been pretty solid. He's been creeping creeping up more and more and more. People picked it off lane last patch. Now more and more people are picking it carry this patch. Did you get the shard though? Yes. How did that feel? Do you know how people have been using it? Because I don't know how other people other than myself have been using it. I buy it after Heart. If I'm having an ideal Chaos Knight game, I get um, I get one Salve, one Tango, maybe a Mango or two depending on the lane. Maybe a Wand first. Um, I go into just Strength Treads, which stay Strength the entire game unless I want to cast a spell. Because I'm cool and just switch them to Int and then I go back. But... Uh, uh, strength treads, armlet, echo saber, heart, shard. Yeah, that sounds about right. Did, I, I, I just, uh, I just thought the shard looked pretty bad. It so, looks like like a sixth or seventh item that you pick up, where you're just like, where it's like fifty minutes in, and you're like, well, fuck it, it's only fourteen hundred gold. Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> The the thing the thing with the shard that is worthwhile that I've noticed is actually so generally Chaos Knight when you want to toss a bolt out and then rift together to try and kill someone and then you're you know, you're you're getting on them with, with your illusions. What I've been doing is I've been splitting my chaos bolt and my rift after I have shard, throwing chaos bolt just out onto whoever is the squishiest. And if you get four seconds and they're a hero that has like less than 1300 health, they're dead. Mm. It can just take a support out of the fight or make it so low that they can't sustain or they don't want to be there. And sure, you don't have like your three, four seconds of stun that you're using on a hero or, or like an enemy carry, but you just killed their support with a Q and that's it. And I think that's that's where the power lies in it. It lies in it, really. Yeah, I think that's how most of these shards. Uh, I think there there are several shards that are like overpowered, um, but they're not utilized because it's ninety percent of games just aren't going to go late enough where the cost is worth the effect. I'll take an example. I I think um, it just numbers wise. I haven't seen it. So, and, and I think Dota's one of those games where you really have to play things out. Nothing can really be affected um, by, like, what's good on paper. Mm-hmm. That always falls apart. But, like, seriously, on paper, I think Terrorblade's Demon Zeal is, like, kind of a, a busted concept because Terrorblade for a long, long, long time has been based around his meta. And then for several patches now, his melee form is getting buffed more and more and more. And this Demon Zeal thing is just like a huge buff to his melee form. But like 90% of games aren't going to go past 40, 45 minutes. 
I think you see that that shard, I think I'm going to straight up say it. I think it's flat out busted in very extreme circumstances, like 65 minutes into the game. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, and I think like Chaos Knight's shard is a good example of like a shard that for 1400 gold at 20 minutes is dog shit. For 1400 gold at 50 minutes is amazing. You know? Yeah. It's, it's it's just so I, I don't really know I don't know how you balance some of these shards it's 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 very weird because that's the fun part so of it though where like some are good early some are good late some are highly situational yeah. some are core like I think that it's fine that there's like a wide variety of them but it seems like obviously the ones that are the most bust are the ones where it's your six slotted slotted plus have this shard which is yeah. you know. If if I have a heart and an echo saber and a sage and yas and a satanic and I and I can kill someone with two to three thousand health with a chaos bolt, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Most, some of the most busted ones I've found have been Monkey Kings. Nyx Assassin um, is a good example of one. They that nerfed that one, right? Busted. They nerfed the hell out of that one because that one was mega busted. Nyx Assassins were just zooming around the map, invisible. If they could just, I mean, Nick's assassin is still crazy strong right now uh, because he could just burst you 100 to zero because of that magic resistance thing. Uh, God, what else have been? I've fucking OD. I played against an OD today, that hero. I can't tell if it's really good or not, uh, but it got buffed to hell on this B patch. So I don't really know. Yeah, Dota's, Dota's in a, a, a kind of a weird place and kind of not a weird place because honestly, it's still kind of the same patch. But more experimental? Um, but yeah, it's like there are some things that can be experimented with and are really good and other things that are experimented with and are dog shit. Like I the Omni Knight Hammer of Purity, I thought it was going to be dog shit and actually felt really good. <laughs> so. I, I, I did something that uh, felt really good that maybe on reflection makes sense on paper, and maybe you can tell me that I'm weird thinking this didn't make sense in the first place, or maybe I just got like really lucky as playing up against someone who was really drunk. Um, but I played an Abaddon mid into a Storm Spirit, and I fucking shat on him. It, I mean, I didn't. It was it was kind of close, but it felt really good. It felt like way better than I thought it would. Just with uh. Yeah, I mean I think that's I think that's relatively legit, right? Like a bad has his shield, so he doesn't have to worry. Like Storm Seer usually beats melee heroes because static run that does so much damage, but you have your shield mm -hmm. to block the damage and do damage back to him. You're a hero that naturally thrives on being melee against people. I silence a storm you who wants to him. get away and can't do anything. Yeah. Um so, it, I mean, I think it's probably one of those matchups where it goes, it's, it swings very heavily one way or another. You know, if you ever get low enough on, on regen or whatever that you don't feel comfortable approaching the lane against Storm Spirit, it's going to feel like shit. Same thing goes to him, right? If he ever doesn't bring enough regen to lane and he's feeling like he's just gets zoned out, if you ever come close to him, he has to run away, you know, that's going to feel like shit, so... I transitioned the whole game into like, you know, a really serious carry Abaddon game though. And that mm -hmm. also just felt a lot of fun, which is why mm -hmm. I think the Omni Knight carry game would also feel pretty fun to me. Dude, strength, strength carries are so fun to play because they're so simple. God, yeah. it's so easy. You, you know, like the brain dead up. hero, the brain dead hero uh, carry of last patch was Spectre. You know, it, like honestly, 
when it comes to to I'm not able to play off lane or support people have taken them, you know, I beg somebody to take mid and they're like, fine, but you have to play carry. I've got two heroes in mind, every single patch, pretty much. One, Spectre, fucking the most brain dead hero of all. I, you don't have to worry about positioning 90% of time because you just pop your ultimate and show up to a team fight. Like you never have to be thinking about farming in the right directions to potentially be with your team because you instantly are there with your team. So fucking easy, right? The other one, Wraith King. Mindlessly shove down lanes because you've got an extra life. So so last patch it was Vector. This patch it's Wraith King. OP carries that are brain dead. Ah, gotta love them. I think the first game I played, I messaged you afterwards, and I'm like, dude, Wraith King's crit on cooldown is pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. It took it took me a while to get used to that. I played supporter offlane, show up. This Wraith King just hits me, gets a crit. And I'm just like, what the hell? He crit on first hit. Oh, right. I had to take my Wraith King Arcana off because I was canceling so many last hits because of the way the attack animation is. With with like the kick. <clears throat> I, I don't think I've played Wraith King since the... Uh, I got rich people problems, pardon me real quick. I, I had yeah. to take my expensive $40 item off because... <laughs> yeah, with that $28 shirt you got. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Poor. I just got my stimulus money. After all this time, because TurboTax... Wait, the first round of stimulus money? No, the second one, the $600 one, because Turbo it, it went to TurboTax instead of me. And then TurboTax had to be uh. like, hey, um, sorry about this. And I'm like, what? How do you have my money? Money, please. Um, be, be, before we wrap up this conversation, this show, and while, while we're talking about Dota, I don't, I don't want to sidetrack. Can you give me a brief rundown on how to play a four-position Luna so I can try it? Because I don't know how to. And I don't know what anyone's doing with it. But I see that like people like it. And I kind of want to try it. But I have no idea what I should be doing. Can you help me? I'll be honest. I haven't seen a successful one of those in my MMR. Um, uh, but maybe I, it's my I, have seen, I have seen it before. And I don't mm. know what... <laughs> see enemy, use Q on enemy. Like, what do you want me to say? I, That's I literally all you do is a four-position Luna. I was, you just kill people over is, and over again. You know how, like... You know how they say... <laughs> When uh, it, it's really bad for like teachers to like shame kids for asking questions in class because then they just never want to ask anything again. That's what's going on right now. Except we're adult grown men, and now I'm shameful for asking about what four position Luna does. See enemy, loosen beam enemy. Like, what else do you want me to do with that hero? It's that simple. Build an agonim scepter. See enemy heroes. Use ultimate in enemy heroes. That's, that's pretty much it. Okay, that's fine. I'm, that's okay. I'll try the Omni Knight thing. You sold me on that. It's yeah. fine. You're the Omni Knight one. <laughs> uh, Pango feels pretty good because he's got a great shard as well. Plus, Orb of Corrosion is um, was a broken item. Probably still kind of is a broken item. It's 100 gold more. Now has a recipe. But fluffy hats are really good. If you're a support, buy a fluffy hat. Why not? Super cheap. Super cheap health. It's like the bracers of old. That's what Fluffy Hat is now. Yeah. That's all the advice I have for this patch. I'm sure that you'll 
spend so much time intricately involved in the best Dota region in the world over the next month that that uh, you'll come back with more. Yeah, interested to see. I'm interested. Damn, to see I wanted I wanted to talk about um. I wanted to talk about Dota talent stuff because I Jack's been talking a lot about that on Twitter. Jack's having all kinds of gripes with the uh, new season, and he talks about talent. I'm not sure if I fully agree with what he said. Pretty much said that this new thing sucks for tier two and tier three casters, which originally the idea would not have been it. It one thousand percent couldn't have been bad because the original idea believed required uh, hubs to also have analysts have a panel. Uh, now doesn't seem like it. I think you just have to have casters. So obviously that cuts down talent jobs quite a bit, but. I still think it's it's good for talent overall. I know it's easy for me to say that because I'm a tier one talent, so I'm going to get higher. But like, I think if you look at the money overall through the talent pool of just the tier two casters, it's probably higher than it was before. Problem is, is it's a higher amount of money going to a smaller number of people. Because some casters, uh, you know, instead of splitting $500 casting online games between four people, now you're getting $2,000 split between two of the lucky casters who got picked up for a DPC league. So, I don't know. I'm interested to see once. I mean, I guess we know who's doing everything now, right? So you can can kind of compare one to one. I don't. I don't fully know actually. We we because uh, I was looking at the other day. That, that's actually part of the reason. I want to talk about it, uh, and we'll talk about it next time, I think, is that uh, I still don't see an announcement from, for example, BTS. I don't think on their Wikipedia they don't have listed the, the talent covering their event. Um, so I would be interested to, to see the total list of official casters, how many people got hired. Because I know for DPC, for EU and CIS, I think it's like nine people. So for just those two regions, nine people are hired. You've Free got freedom. China, Southeast Asia. And, so you've got four other regions that need talent. And pretty much most of the tier one talent got sucked up into Europe and CIS. It seems like that's the way things... I was hoping for more competition, but it looks like to me this is what tournament organizers are going to do, at least initially, is that one tournament organizer is going to pick up most of the tier one talent. That's available. That's going to be the tier one show. Very likely it's going to be Europe because that's where the most money is. And then other tournament organizers, one tournament organizer will content themselves with all the tier two talent. And then the other tournament organizers will just be like, okay, whatever. We'll just get tier three talent for as cheap as honestly as they're willing to throw the, the number around. Because once you throw that number out there, people very likely will just say yes. So. Yeah, I I wanna I wanna like collect all the data. I wanna sit down and like yeah. take a moment and like look at it all because I, I am interested in like what's even a fair comparison to compare it to. Like, I mean, I guess you can look at like how many people were going to like. I mean, TI doesn't make sense. That's one event. Um, yeah, I think you just have to compare it to one of the minors and majors of last year, basically compare that the qualifiers and the minors and majors compare that i mean it's weird it's it's like less work but it's more valuable work so i don't know 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Especially since these tournament organizers, I don't think, have to hire anybody for Tier 2 games. So Division 2 games are just going to be open out there. That's an opportunity for people, for sure. Wasn't the plan originally to have them covered? Or I guess we never really know what the original requirements were. I, I don't were. know. I actually don't know. Huh. We, uh... If I had to guess, probably not. If I had to guess, Valve probably... I mean, Valve, Valve, you know, this is the most they've stepped in and helped out the tier two, tier three scene. They're typically pretty like elitist in that regard, you know. And so I highly doubt inside of their company, they're like, yeah, we should make tournament organizers have to cover division <laughs> two. I highly doubt that anybody suggested that. So and I can't really blame them. Division two games are not going to get a lot of a lot of interest with are all the uh, going on otherwise. You know, part of my ignorance are all the qualifiers done for all the leagues, so we know who who all's in Division yes. one, Division two, like across the board everywhere. I think NASA was the last regions to to finish up. I don't know. The qualifiers were different. I learned this that there was like Southeast Asia had some sort of like weird round robin. Apparently, they didn't actually make it uniform across the board of how you qualify so i don't know <laughs> yeah i think every tournament organizer basically um outsourced their qualifiers to somebody else so i know bts outsourced theirs to epoles i don't know who did south america but yeah so on and so forth huh interesting yeah i uh i should go look and see who even qualified because I saw most most of the grabs I was seeing was also about you know the whole, oh no if I can't get in no I'll, I'll never go to TI and I'm a player who wasn't playing for seven months but now my life's ruined. Yeah, uh, I can tell you there's a bit of drama uh, with Arkosh again. They qualified for Division Two. Um, there were I mean Europe Division Two is pretty interesting. Um, but again, not as interesting as division one of Europe or CIS. So I'm not sure if it'll actually attract that much attention, but, uh, yeah. If some caster goes out there, if, if, if tournament organizers don't cover division two, I honestly don't know if, if they are, uh, if they're not covering division two, like some caster can le very legitimately make it their full-time cast like streaming career. Uh, in just casting Division Two of Europe and CIS, that's like constant content. And then what? Just subsisting on whatever revenue they can get off that stream because yeah. they can't sponsor I mean, directly. Uh, so that's just like ads and ads and Twitch revenue. Yeah, I, we're kind of getting. I, like I was, I was trying to kind of close out, but like this, that that is something that I that one of the reasons I disagree with Jack is that getting paid ten, fifteen, whatever dollars a game is just enough to keep you going, but it doesn't actually build on anything. These casters who cover these qualifiers and things like that, and they're getting paid like $15 a game or whatever, like it's a good rate compared to what I remember. It's $15 an hour, that's not bad at all. But at the same time, it's not enough for you to actually build and sustain anything. And at the same time, you're not actually growing something. It's actually, in my opinion, much better to grow your channel uh, 
And so while you may not make as much money in the first week of full-time covering Europe Division Two, by the eighth week, you probably are making more. People are very appreciative of, of those sort of services. There's lots of free Twitch Prime better. out there. And people love donating to shit like that. So, yeah. And you're building your stream. You're building your brand. I think that's way better for casters, personally. Uh, I think that's a way better approach, let's say. But you're, I'm sure. I'm sure that we'll see a person rise out of that system. If if so, if there is that person who exists and is like doing it right, like someone is going to get that love from the community, even if it's like yeah. you know a small subset of the community that does want to watch tier two games or someone who wants to be able to turn Dota on at any given point in time and like have that there. But I'm sure that you know that that's gonna that's gonna be a grind. That's a lot of work. That that's some that's some serious dedication. Um, that's a full time job, also. Yeah. But someone in that position. That might that might be a pretty good that might be a pretty good way to to start punching a meal ticket. Yeah, so I think there there are some people who are um, pretty upset they didn't get into a DPC league, but I think there are always opportunities when it comes to Dota because Dota has such a open broadcasting field. Well, I'm gonna go check out the uh, Wikipedia page for all the DPCs. I'm gonna edit this podcast. Okay. I'm going to uh, figure out when to come take my index back. I'm going to uh, wish you a safe COVID test and a happy flight or inverse, whichever one makes more sense. Um, A happy COVID test? No, that doesn't make sense either. We're fine. We're doing it. I'm powering through. I'll I'll be smiling while they shove the thing out my nose. Mm. You got to get the nose swab. That's the good one. And then I'll make death noises while they do it. Oh, oh. While smiling at them. <laughs> Might sound happy. Put it in deeper. Damn it. Um. Shit. Well. Well. I guess. I guess next time we'll talk. You be on the other side of the world. Yeah. And hopefully COVID-free. But until then, um, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Uh, thanks for uh, – I hope that you also had a nice refreshing break over the New Year's. I hope you had a good – I hope you had a good Christmas at home and mm-hmm. New Year at home. Um, I did the same thing. <laughs> at home by myself. It was fucking rats. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope, everyone, I hope everyone's staying safe. And we'll uh, we'll hit you up soon with all that fun new DPC ish. And I'm gonna go try some carry Omni Knight. That's my that's my goal before next week. I'll I'll play a game and I'll report back. Nice. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna make at least my if it doesn't go well, you're gonna cause four unhappy people on my team as I try and force it. Screw them.